Confident, stunning, amazing. We are talented and fierce in every way. We stand in our purpose and we say the things that people think and never say. Be prepared to laugh, cry, and talk your shit because we are Notorious Notorious Moms. Moms. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Notorious Moms, the podcast. And I'm here with my special guest. What up, guests? Introduce yourself. What's going on, Notorious Moms podcast? I'm your man, Victor, from the Liquor Talk podcast. I'm here to bless Tania with the podcast presence. Look forward to a great conversation podcast out of Florida. Go ahead and check out Liquor Talk wherever you get your podcast at. Yes, Florida. Shout out to Florida. I got peeps in Florida. It's hot as hell. Yes. What New York person don't have peeps in Florida? (laughs) Can I tell you something? You know what it is? My father's retired. So when he retired, he moved out there because the New York cold is just too much. So then my sister and everybody. So I got like the rest. I got half of my family here in New York and then the rest in in Florida. I like it there not to live, though. I like it for vacation. Have you always lived in Florida? Yeah, I lived in different places, but Florida's always been home, though, so I'm I'm pretty much used to it. Yeah, that heat is, like, ridiculous. That hey. August, that August summertime Florida heat, Ooh. Yes, yes, it is bad. I do agree with you there. It is bad. <laughs> you be sweating all day. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't like it. I don't like it. So let's talk a little bit about the liquor, liquor talk podcast. We were just having a little um, conversation about you and when it started. So I'm, I'm a pandemic podcaster. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a veteran just yet, but um, what brought on liquor, liquor talk? What was the origin? How did it start? It started way back in my last year of college where I would just be, I'd be home washed, playing some video games, um, sipping on some liquor, and I just had random thoughts in my head. And I'm like, somebody's like, I started recording them, and then it started catching on. People started looking forward to it. So then I was like, then I looked into podcasts, and I said, y'all done messed up now. Y'all done showed me how to do a podcast. <laughs> and I had, had some guests, had some liquor, had some topics, and that's what we've been. And it's just... Now it's expanded to now we're doing podcasts with everywhere, everybody, thanks to tech, this beautiful thing called technology. So yes. it's like getting the podcast with everybody, having conversations about almost anything. So, yes, that is, that's a good thing about like podcasts. And I remember when I first started my podcast, I'm like, oh, how am I going to have guests? And I would have like my close friends, they would come to my house and record because that's where I have my studio at. And then I'm like, you know, the pandemic hit and I'm like, oh, you know, then, you know, it was like at, right after the pandemic. And I'm like, well, people don't want to come in here and record. So I had to figure out how to do like this, um, which is like really dope. You get to meet other people from different places um, and you get to converse like like this. You don't have to be in the same space, which is like super dope. Yes. So what are some um, topics that you cover on the Liquor Talk podcast? I heard oh. a few. Yeah, we talk about um like dating and relationships. We talk about the culture. We talk about what's going on in the news and stuff. Um, also, we also talk about past life. If um what's going on in your city and stuff. So just talking about experiences and also also I let creatives tell their story about how they started their podcast or whether they started a YouTube channel or I've had artists on let them 
I also had authors on, even people that own companies and came on. So, yeah, that's dope. It's good for people to share their experiences. So you talk about dating. So let's talk about that a little bit. Dating. I think that's a topic that uh, everyone is kind of interested in these days because it's happening a lot. There's a lot of single people out there. There's a lot of married people. Um, I think more single people than married. It's definitely more single people than married. And like I said, I've had a lot of married people on the podcast. They cool as hell. It's, 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 um, they, they, they somewhat, they give you hope and stuff to be out here while you're single and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Single. I got some single friends and they tell me that dating right now is really, really hard only because I feel like back then, and I say back then I'm not that old, but you know, people used to meet like organically used to go to the store or used to go to like a coffee shop or wherever the grocery store. And that's where you would meet people because people were out, but then technology came in and it's like, now it's like all this online dating. How do you feel about online dating? It's just either hit or miss. That's all I can say about it. Some days if it's a hit, you got to do what you can to make it work. But if it's a miss, you just call it a miss and keep it moving. Well, let me tell you the other day, um, I had put it up on my stories. So a friend of mine, she had gotten a DM from someone saying that they were like on a, on an emergency mission in like Eastern Asia and how he was like a doctor. And it was just like, you ever seen the Tinder swindler? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so she was telling me about that. And I was like, wow, that's like really strange. But then a couple of days ago, he hit me in my DM talking the same story, how he's in, uh, on a secret mission, an emergency mission. And I'm like, yo, what in the world is going on here? Totally scammy. Like, I felt like he was one of those guys that would just keep talking and try to make you like fall in love with them. And then they'll be like, yo, can I get like $10,000? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've seen women do it too. Because mm. there's one that was like, oh, I want you to be my sugar baby or whatever. They're like, can you send me $5,000? And I've seen 10000 back. I'm like, if you're talking about some sugar baby, you should be breaking the money off rip, not know me sending you the money. Right, exactly. It's a damn scam. <laughs> yes. That that's another thing that's really happening out there. You know, I, I get, I often get DMS too, like, Oh, I want you to do this. And I want you to do that. And I'm just like wondering like why people are just assholes. You yeah, know, I just, it, I don't get it either. It's like a real, it's like a real thing. People are like taking advantage of other people. And I think that really, really sucks. Yes, it does suck when somebody's out here taking advantage of good people. Don't y'all know that it turns good people bad? Yes, it does, because then it makes everyone a skeptic. And then the people that feel like there are good people out there, you kind of feel in a way. Yeah, and also you feel in a way. It also makes it bad when you're feeling a way when you get rejected, because I'm like, why are you rejecting me? I ain't not his scammer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because it puts everybody on there, like, I don't know. It makes me feel, like, super overly cautious. And I'm usually an optimist. Like, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm always looking for the good in people. But then it's like, these things are happening often, and I'm just like, wait. Could this be an opportunity? 
or could this be a scam? It's like, it's so crazy that that's like the first thing that you like think about. Usually it's not a genuine feeling, right? It's like, oh, this could be something good. But then you're like, nah, it's probably a scam. If it's too good to be true. Yes, if it's damn sure too good to be true. And also I go to your page and you barely have pictures of yourself or you have stock photos of someone else. So how do you know they're stock photos? Like, how could you tell that they're stock photos? I could probably tell because I didn't seen it on Google and stuff. I didn't probably seen it on somewhere else. <laughs> Yo, that is so crazy. So back to the dating. So let's talk about this a little bit. So I had, I had a couple of questions, but then like, I totally forgot. But one of the questions that I did want to ask you, since I know that you are like, you guys talk about dating and stuff a lot. How do you feel about exes being friends? I feel like if people are mature enough and it was years ago, I feel like it could happen. But I feel like, I feel like, like if it was years ago, then probably it could happen. But if you just broke up and y'all back to being friends, no. Because somebody has some damn feelings. They're going to have good feelings or bad feelings. They're going to have some kind of feelings. It's like you're going to feel some type of way if you see that person with somebody. You're going to all of a sudden want them back. And guess what? That person might not be strong enough to say no. Because that's what keeps a lot of good people single is that ex that still keeps in contact with them. Because as soon as somebody starts talking to them or, or as soon as they're about to move on, that's when the ex just pops in and hits them up and they'll start selling them a dream. And because they're already somewhat comfortable, yeah. they'll go ahead and buy into the ex. And then about 30 days later, then you realize the ex is on the same bullshit. They only said that just to keep you from moving on. I think that's very selfish of people. So I agree with that. I think that if it was an ex from a really long time ago, sometimes you can be mature enough to like have a friendship, right? Because when you started dating someone, you, you had a friendship. Usually it starts off as friends. You know, you don't, don't just jump into a relationship. I mean, for the most part. Um, but if it's like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like why not? Right. But some people still have a problem with that because they say, you know, with what's the, what's the, um, What's that saying? Where there's flames or where there's smoke, there was fire mm -hmm. or ashes or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's always still something lingering. Like I have a couple of friends of mine that I, that were my exes that I'm not interested in anymore, but we have like a really good friendship. We talk, you know, we have conversations and it's just like super like chill. It's not even like, Oh, Hey, what you got on? Or, you know, trying to get back, but we're still in each other's lives and just, just to say what's up. But some people have issues with that. I think it's an insecurity thing. It's definitely an insecurity thing. And also, some people, you got to look at yourself in the mirror like, why am I so hurt by this? Why am I so triggered by this? Because it's something you haven't healed from. You got to go by a person's actions nowadays because it's just, it's like, I'm not used to me. I do give people the benefit of the doubt. So what? You keep in contact with your ex. It's like, Y'all might be friends or something, so I don't want to ruin that because I need you to have a life outside of this relationship or whatever right. we're building. So, And it's like, if that's a friend, then so what? Because people will tell on themselves, if it, if you around here still smashing your ex, you will tell on yourself because as smart as people think they are, they do make some dumb mistakes. And guess what? That's when somebody finds out about it. <laughs> speaking of, And speaking of dumb mistakes... <laughs> <laughs> So what has been the dumbest mistake that you have made in a relationship? 
I think the dumbest mistake I've had made in a relationship was probably not speaking up and saying how I felt. I, um, because the situation was somebody got mad and they said how they felt and whatever. And I just let them leave angry without me telling them how I really felt. And it's like, maybe if I explained myself and told them how I felt, maybe it could have helped the situation out. But sometimes you, you give people, you give people the doubt. If, if someone shows you a sign that they might be done with you, it's probably they are done with you. And they're just probably holding you on for ransom, holding on to you for ransom to try to lure in who they really want. Because I don't know what it is about this society, but I guess people feel like if you, if they're taken, they're a little bit more attractive. So I'm like, I don't know. Yes, that I think that always has been a thing. Like I've spoken to other people and I've had conversations with people like about why married men or married women seem more attractive. And a lot of, I've gotten a lot of the same kinds of like conversations from some people, like the men that date married women is because they didn't want to be in a committed relationship. So they have, they're, they're dealing with a married woman and she goes back to her husband. So, you know, they have fun and they don't have to commit and it's the same thing vice versa. You know, the married men they go back to their wives. So it's, and it's also like, I heard it's like, um, it's like a challenge. You know what I mean? There are women and men out there that are, you know, actively seeking to like destroy marriages. Now, I don't know if a third person can actually do that because I feel like in my opinion, if a marriage is strong, nobody can intervene in that, but there's a lot of temptation. There is a lot of temptation and it's like, and a marriage isn't strong if you fall for that temptation, because I do believe unless it's discussed that y'all can have side people and stuff, then we'll call it an open relationship. But right. it goes back to the dynamics of the relationship, but your relationship got to be strong enough to where you can avoid the temptation. Because if, if you can't avoid that temptation, then your marriage ain't strong. Right. And how do you think, like, how do you think people could avoid temptation. Like, I mean, I know speaking for myself, it's a, I'm the type of person, if I'm happy in my relationship, there's nothing that anybody can do to like change my focus of my relationship. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm the type of person that if I'm giving my all to one person, that's all I need. I just need one person. Cause how many people you need? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I agree with that too. Like I just need, I just need one person, you know what I'm saying? If that one person is doing everything they need to do, then right. what's the point of having a side person? Because the side person, the only thing they feed off is, is like, oh, you're the side person. And also, there ain't no way in hell you're going to be in a relationship with them because cause you they're going to think, you cheated on her with me, and now I got you. So now I got to look behind my back because you might be my you might be looking for my replacement it's like they say you get them how you you lose them how you get them oh lord i've heard that so many times and it it is to be true i've experienced that so i know and i feel like that really sucks <laughs> because honestly you do you get them you lose them how you or you or you get them how you lose them or you lose them how you get them is that you lose, yeah, you them, how lose you get them, right? them how you get them cuz people are just I feel like we're human beings and there's some people out there that are just greedy. That's what I call it. 
it's pure greed because why do you want to continuously like be in a relationship with someone but then be on the side doing whatever you whatever you want to do for that just be single and date and do whatever you want but there's some people that really like to be in a relationship and cheat those people they need help they need to go see the therapist they need to see they need jesus like what the (laughs) hell is it that you want to get into a relationship with somebody just to cheat on them if you're gonna do that you might as well stay single and just go be a hoe and (laughs) save the people and stop turning the good people bad because this person they're gonna be hurt and they're gonna be feeling some type of way and guess what they say they say hurt people hurt other hurt people so you never know some people might take time to heal or some people might take time they might not even take time to heal but they'll get up under somebody and then hurt them the way they've been hurt for no reason yeah i think that yeah healing from a past relationship is it's it's an ordeal and it takes a really long time like i have these conversations with my friends all the time and it's just like it takes a while. And I don't know why it takes so long. Cause I just feel like, you know, you grieve, why? your relationship is over so long because you were playing in your head. You're like, what could I have done differently? And why didn't I notice sooner? So where I could just cut this person off. Why didn't I see this sooner? It's like, why did I give this person the benefit of the doubt? Why did I give them a second chance? It's like you'd be having all those thoughts replaying in your head because I know because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be doing that same thing. It's like I was driving on the interstate and I drove past one of my ex's exit and I just thought, I'm like, this motherfucker really just dumped me and she goes out and has a baby with this next motherfucker and does a podcast with the motherfucker too. And I'm like, dang, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm like, this is your <laughs> roar for treating me like shit. Don't mean to cuss, but I'm just keeping it. No, right. no, no. We curse. We curse on Notorious Moms, the podcast. We cuss. That's okay, all right. Okay. You know, a lot of people ask me that too. They're like, is it okay to curse? Because hey, you hear I Notorious Moms and you think, you know, it's like my podcast is geared towards the mommies, but I'm inclusive to everybody. And we cuss. Mothers cuss all the time. I know I do. Yes, mothers cuss. Um, I, t- <laughs> I-, I talked to my mom earlier today. She was like, son, I love the hell out of you. I'm like, I love the hell out of you too, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I curse like a sailor. Like I really try and I'm trying to tone it down because I have an almost three-year-old and she says everything. She oh, repeats Lord. everything. So we in our home are trying to get it together and chill with the cursing because it's bad. Like she she's dropped the F-bombs a few times. And, you know, we have to correct her, but it's like we also have to correct ourselves. Yeah, I, I guess just wait till she sleep, then drop that bombs <laughs> and whatever y'all gotta do. <laughs> Listen, Vic, this girl don't sleep. She she does not. So <laughs> let me tell you a little story. My child, um, when she got like one and a half, like closer to two, because she's going to be closer to three now, mm-hmm. she would take naps normally. Now she don't like taking naps because she feels like she is going to miss something. Like, I have to start, like, taking her to the bathroom. She's potty trained now. But it's like, I have to literally, earlier today, I had to drag her. I noticed that she had to, because she was doing the little pee-pee dance. And I noticed I had to drag her into the bathroom because she does not want to miss a thing. Mm-hmm. She want to be <laughs> all up in the mix, all up in the business. She she don't want to miss nothing. <laughs> she don't want to miss nothing. 
these kids, it's a different breed. I talk about that all the time. I'm like, look, I can't even take it. My son is going to be off to college soon. He graduates from high school this year, this month, actually. And then I got a little one. So, mm -hmm. that's a big age difference. (laughs) Tell me about it. Um, I don't know what I was thinking, but she's here and she's a peach sometimes. So how do you feel about like women in um in relationships that have children from previous marriages? I know that's also a thing too. Ooh, you read my mind because <laughs> now I'm gonna give a spoiler alert. Spoiler. When to me, when Tania comes on Look at Talk, I'm gonna talk to her about solving this code and cracking this code on dating people with children. We're gonna that's what we're gonna talk about on Look at Talk. Dive deep. Yeah. But I will say this, though. It don't matter if you have kids, you don't have kids. Look, if you treat me right and we there's a vibe together, I'll make it work in spite of your kid. And if it gets to the point where you're comfortable with me, but we're comfortable with each other, I will be, I will play stepdad to you. I will play role model for your kid if it gets to that point. If my needs are getting met, you know what I'm saying? Then we'll get to that point. But don't be trying to hit me over the side of the head with the needs because... I'll tell you a little story, which I was going to tell you on Look Talk, but I'll tell you here. <laughs> I remember a long time ago, back in my college days, I was at the club, chilling at the bar, and this chick walks up on me. She says, I think you're cute. I think you'd be a good relationship. Um, I, I have a son. He needs to be involved in it, and you'd be a good role model for your son. I'm like, for your son? What about for you? Come on, right. You don't approach somebody with that, telling them how you that you have a son and your son needs to be involved with anything we do, and how I'd be a role model for your son. That was you, just off the. That was out the gate. Off the out the gate, I got she put her arm around me, whispering around, telling me this. I'm like, you need me selling you, not your <laughs> son. Come on now. She probably really wanted. You know, they they may have been a situation where. The daddy's not present. A lot of times that happens. You know, sometimes the fathers are not present and there's a lot of women out there that are looking for, I I would call them like replacement dads. You know what I mean? To replace the fathers that their children don't have. And I think that I have like an issue with that a little bit because I feel like um, children, you know, that are here, everybody has a father, right? No matter if you know him or you don't. Um, but you shouldn't look for a replacement parent. You should look for an addition, an addition too. you know, like, because I feel like when you meet someone that has children, vice versa, woman or, or man, you know, obviously they're going to become a part of your children's life. That's a given. Um, but it shouldn't be the pressure of, oh, you know, I'm meeting you and I need you to be a role model in my child's life. That's where you, the parent, especially if you're a mom, that's where you come in. You're your child's role model. And anybody that comes into your child's life is an addition too. Like I was a single mom my first time around. And, you know, I was very, very particular about who I let be around my son. One, because I was just, you know, he was a kid, you know, he was little and I was dating. I was single. And I wasn't introducing him to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. So I think he's he's only known two men in my life that I've had long-term relationships with. Um, 
And he always says that. He's like, whatever, whatever you used to do, I don't know nothing about it. And I'm like, well, that's that's how I did it. You know, because I feel like kids shouldn't be privy to your personal life. And that's how it should be because you bring the wrong person in your kid's life, you're going to pay for it when that kid goes off to college and when that kid becomes an adult and don't want nothing to do with you. Right. You're going to find yourself apologizing to your kid and then you're going to be like, why do I get such a bad rep? Why do you say all these bad things about me? I'm like, well, you brought around some shitty people around. So, right. So that's why you definitely got to vet people before you bring them around. Yes, especially in relationships too. Like, you know, I was always very conscious of like who was going to be around and what are like the the things that the good things that they can add um to this dynamic. But there are a lot of women out there that unfortunately excuse me, they end up with like really sucky partners. But then the kids are the ones who suffer. Yes, they are. They the kids do suffer the most, and it's like, and you and they suffer right along with them kids because it's like, if you treat my kids like shit and you treat me like shit, why are you staying put? I don't give a damn if you're paying all the bills. No, it's hard though. And some women, that's a deal breaker too, as well. Like some women, you know, I've spoken to some people as well that um, they've stayed in bad relationships because the man was the breadwinner. And he would pay all the bills and, you know, he had it in Gucci and gold, um, but he treated her like shit, you know, it was domestic violence and a whole bunch of other shit. Eventually she, you know, she broke that off, which I was happy to hear, but she stood in a bad relationship for a really long time because the man was the breadwinner. That's, that's so sad. You know, it's like, you just gotta, you gotta get out of that. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta, yeah, I don't care if the person is the breadwinner. You can replace a man. You can. There's plenty of single men out here. You can find somebody that's gonna give you what you need. You know, or women too, because men men go through domestic violence as well. We just don't hear about it a lot. Yeah, because they demasculate <laughs> the hell out of us. They the social media and the world just looks down on us because we speaking up for shit to happen to us. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I've seen a lot of posts. It was like when that whole Will Smith debacle. <laughs> Not to bring it up, but when that whole Will Smith debacle came about, you know, they talked a lot about him, but, you know, it was kind of like demasculating him. And I think that's why men don't talk about a lot of topics because of that. They don't want to be seen. But I've heard of I've heard of men getting their ass beat by women. Yeah. And that's just because some women use the fact that this man ain't gonna put his hands on me to their advantage. And to those men, I'm like, you ain't got a sister or something. You ain't got a mom that would drop down the fuck. <laughs> you ain't got no home. aunties or cousins. Aunties or cousins or somebody. Because I remember, I remember, like when I was driving somewhere with a homeboy. My homeboy and my coworker, the female coworker, were kind of going back and forth. My homeboy, he had his he, I guess he had Texas female cousins. He had them <laughs> female cousins on deck. Like once we got to Broward, they were already waiting. I'm like. They were like, where that bitch at? They were saying, where that bitch at? But <laughs> luckily, but see what they don't know is I had dropped her off first. And then I dropped him off. I was well, like, good thing. I'm like, damn, my nigga, you, you already, huh? <laughs> I'm sure he was mad. You know, we try not to condone violence, but some sometimes people need their ass whooped. I mean, yeah, I'm just that, saying. that's true. That's damn sure true. That, it's just, that's, that's a lot of people that need that need their ass whooped. But unfortunately, I couldn't call certain people in time, you know, but... I said I'm not. I don't want to be one of these people that are known for domestic violence. So right, right, right. Yeah, that's just, 
Yeah, just take the high road sometimes. I always try to do that. I think that communication is like, is definitely key, especially like as, you know, getting older, like in my twenties, I was not a really good communicator, but as I got into my thirties is, I think it's really important to communicate, like to talk. A lot of people don't like to talk because, you know, it shows your vulnerability. A lot of people don't like to be vulnerable. And I think that's one of the issues where people have problems in is because, you know, especially if you're in a relationship with someone, you have one person that's afraid to be vulnerable. They may be one that's too vulnerable. You know what I mean? And, and it kind of, it's like a push and pull kind of thing. Yes. And when it's a push and pull kind of thing, that's when you just gotta, you gotta just cut the ties. It'll say, look, I'm not, relationships are 50, 50. If it's a hundred percent me going hard and you're not doing nothing, um, you just gotta get to the point. You gotta be selfish and be like, no, I didn't sign up for this. We can just go our separate ways right now. Yeah. Sometimes I think you do have to, and I concur. Sometimes you do have to be selfish in a relationship because when you are the person that is doing the most, then what about the other person that's in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Obviously you're, you're in a partnership with someone because you have someone that is bringing something to the table, you know, um, someone that you can share something with, but there's a lot of people that like to take advantage of that shit. A yes, lot. They yes, they do. And it's just it's like you take advantage of it. And then that person that's getting taken advantage of, they get fed up and they just, you know what? You kind of ruin them for the next person. So, Victor. Yeah. Let me get some, give me some tips for some single people out here. What are the three things that you will say to your single friends? My number one thing to single friends is just be yourself and just. Be who you are no matter what. Don't hide behind no damn picture. Just be you. Number two, hang in there because this single shit is tough. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely tell them to hang in there. And number three, when you find someone real, you do what you can to hold on to them. But if that person shows you that they're not, hey, get rid of them. That's a whole fact. And I wanted to ask you one more question. How do you feel about the dating websites? Um, the dating websites, like I said, they're hit or misses. It's like, like they're hits or misses. It's like, you know. You did just, I ask you like, that already? I think you did, but I'll just <laughs> say this. It's just, you got to be prepared for the best. You hope for the best, but you're prepared for the worst. So I've, I've seen it all. So it's like, it is what it is. Do you have any like preferences? Like, do you uh, think there's some that are better than others? Um... I, honestly, they all they all the same. You you see some of the same <laughs> trash people on one and on the other. I'm like, didn't I just see your profile on another website and you don't like to reply? I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. I remember when I used to be like on MySpace. You remember MySpace? Oh, uh, yeah. And Black Planet? Those uh, were so yes. much fun. Yes, bring bring they weren't that. like they weren't like dating sites, but it was more like it was kind of like the social media back then. Than you know how it is now. Yeah, I liked it better back then. I felt that I felt like it was more genuine. It was definitely more genuine. Now it's just people be stunting for the gram. Yes, people be stunting for the ground. They be stunting for all them things. (laughs) Well, Victor, it was so nice chatting with you. Tell the people where they can find you. Um, you people can find me on Liquor Talk Podcast. Um. That's Instagram. That's the Facebook page. 
If you want me, the person is Instagram, Real V Jones. Twitter is also Real V Jones as well. If you want Look and Talk, um, Look Look and Talk podcast is everywhere on Spotify, iHeartRadio, on YouTube. Also, you can catch this pretty lady on Look and Talk this week as well, y'all. So yes. y'all get ready for it. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yes, I can't well, wait. Well, everybody, y'all have a good night. Thank you for coming on, Victor. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Deuces.